welcome to Telling the Tale. It's a podcast that I am doing. I'm hearing you. Sorry. My bad. You're hearing me talk about every single Telltale video game. And with us, as always, the third wheel between the listener and myself, if you will. And he's got a little bit of a skewed perspective on things. I'm excited to debut Dustin Jackson. Well, I don't want to come between you two. Well, I I brought you here explicitly for that purpose, Dustin. Then I'll do my best. Dustin, how are you feeling in general in your in your life? Wiggly. Oh, okay. Define define that and explain it. Wiggling around. Why are you doing that? <laughs> I don't know. It just it seemed like a good thing to do. Okay. Yeah. Do you do that? Do you do any pre-show rituals? Um. You know, not really pre-show, but uh, I think I brought this up before how sometimes I'll get a cinnamon roll before playing the game we play. That's true. That's true. Yeah, sometimes uh, sometimes it's to sometimes it's to offset uh whether I want to play it or not. Like before mm-hmm. I it really started with Game of Thrones where I was like, "You know what? Maybe a cinnamon roll will help this go down <laughs> smoother." But mm-hmm. uh you know, I was excited to play season 3 of Walking Dead and I still got a cinnamon roll. It just kind of it also helps to be like, you know what? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm excited to do what I'm going to do. But maybe a cinnamon roll will make it go down even nicer. Is that your favorite treat? I don't know what my favorite treat is, actually. It's a very good treat. Uh, the The gas station near my house has uh, raspberry cinnamon rolls. And I'm like, hmm, I like that combo. <laughs> a friend of mine, I, I, I'm reminded that a friend of mine recently sent me like one of those buzzfeed type quizzes uh-huh. um of just it would show me 30 foods and i had to rank them from double thumbs down to double thumbs up in terms of how much would you want to eat this food right now like right and, that second like right that second and i was thinking like man i don't even know what this is is this going to give me a recipe at the end like what is this doing <laughs> and then <laughs> and then at the end based on that it said middle class. <laughs> <laughs> wow! It was just trying to figure out what what social class type foods I eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's a strange survey. It was. I asked I would, my I would feel about that judged. I would like, probably. Hey, why did you do that to me? <laughs> yeah, I would. I would probably. If I got a result like that, I'd probably be like, "Should I eat different?" Yeah, and then well, <laughs> she shared me her boyfriend's result. And he, it was like strong lower class. <laughs> uh, and so some of these foods were ridiculous, though, because it was like lobster mac and cheese was an answer on there. Right. And lobster mac and cheese is not a food that I would normally seek out, you know, like try to go for often. But if you're asking the question, like, would I want to eat this? Yeah, absolutely. I'll eat that right now. Uh, so I, I feel like I was maybe boosted up a little bit in, in, right. in the class system compared to what I would normally go for. One of them, one of the only ones I said no to, I was hungry when I took it, was uh, an ice cream cone dipped in gold. <laughs> dipped in gold? What? Yeah. What the? Like, why would I ever want to? That's a bad thing to have on your list to judge what class you are. Even Even higher class <laughs> rich people would be like, I don't think I would eat gold. Yeah, I I have an uncle who is involved with the development of TurboTax, who's uh-huh. doing uh, pretty well for himself right now. I don't think he'd eat metal. 
<laughs> Regardless yeah. of how it's presented. Yeah, that just seems like a bad idea for anyone to eat, no matter the class. Speaking of eating people, kind of. The Walking Dead, A New Frontier, Episode 1, The Ties That Bind, Part 1, released on December 20th, 2016, directed by Jason Latino, written by... Oh, get ready for all these written by, Dustin. It's the most we've ever had. Okay. Brad Kane, Nick Brecken, Adam Esquinazi Douglas, Laura Hakim, Dan Martin, Desiree Proctor, and Pierre Chorette. That's seven names. That's a lot. And designed by Matt Boland, Molly Maloney, Michael McCormick, and Ryan Kaufman. That's four. That's not as bad. Yeah, so this is the first episode of The Walking Dead. We're back in it. We're not talking about gold ice cream for the rest of the podcast. Uh, the, of uh, Season three. Season three, we're in there. We're, we're right all up in there. Can I ask you a question, Mitchell? Yeah. I don't understand. Why do you think they call it Ties That Bind Part 1? Because the second episode of this uh, season is the Ties That Bind Part 2. Ah, now I get it. Now I understand. A follow-up question. Yeah. I don't under... Well, this is more of a follow-up statement than a question. I don't get why you have a Part 1 and Part 2 in an episodic series where it's all parts. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's a great point, great point. I would say that I have no idea, and I won't know until we play part two. <laughs> uh, because if once we play part two and see how it is, then we'll we'll sort of make our determination based on that. I I imagine. Yeah, be, be because I don't really see it being different enough to do it like this. Uh, as opposed to how they just normally do it. Like, yeah. episode two could be called anything. Well, okay, so here's here's a big part of why I imagine it might be uh, that, which okay. is that episodes one and two came out at exactly the same time. The season right. started with two episodes releasing instead of one. Uh, episode two also came out on December 20th, 2016. Right. I guess, I guess that makes sense. I I forgot about that. Now that yeah, you say it out loud, it makes a little more sense. I mean, I guess I, I just won't know what makes these episodes more related to each other than the other episodes in the season until we finish it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it is weird. That's a good point. We've seen, I, I would say, like, most of the season two episodes of The Walking Dead are pretty much just parts of one story. Exactly. Yeah, that's the part where I'm confused. Yeah, in episode or in season one, you have a little bit more uh, distinction. You have like the the dairy farm episode. Yeah. Uh, like that's clearly its own little story. Right. Yeah. So, I I, I mean I don't know. It it feels like we've had telltale episodes that just kind that don't feel that different from one another but are still divided by like a different episode title like like they still feel like a continuing same story but uh Mm -hmm. you know who knows yeah so we we uh listener again this is just me and you dustin's here but don't worry about uh we had a conversation about whether or not to do two episodes this episode and we eventually decided not to 
because there's enough to talk about with this episode. I'm going to invite Dustin back into the room. Give me a second. Hey, Dustin! What? You want to come back and do the, the, the podcast? Yeah, 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 hold on. Okay. Okay, okay, here I am. Yeah, what do you need? I'm taking the audience out of the room. I feel like this should just be you and me. Okay, okay. Good I feel thinking. like we started this episode with a weird vibe, and I'm just trying to pave it over. That, <laughs> you know what? I couldn't tell. I think all our episodes are weird. <laughs> that, that is true. Every time we finish an episode, listener, again, okay, I'm bringing listener back into the room. Uh, every time we finish an episode, I, I think both of us just kind of wait for the other person to say anything like, oh, that one was good. And then we breathe a sigh of relief or I'll have to do some editing on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, not not a good day when it ends with that one. <laughs> yeah. It, or, maybe or, maybe uh, we can salvage this one. It hasn't come up. I think it's come up like once in our entire run of the show. But there's been one time where one of us has said to the other, like, hey, can we can we take that part out? <laughs> can, we, can we take that part out for real, please? Um, yeah. We're just talking about The Walking Dead, A New Frontier. How do We're you just feel? talking about Walking Dead. We're just talking about Walking Dead. So season one is called season one. Season two is called season two. The fourth season is called The Final Season. This one is called... A new frontier, not season three. Why do you, why do you feel that is the way it is, and how do you feel about it? So it's weird because it doesn't really line up with the other seasons, but I kind of get it. Like, I mean, I mean, this is just I've played this one before. I I don't remember that much about it, but I do know it does kind of feel like its own thing. Like it feels like, uh. Like, like it ties into the story we've had going so far, but even when you start the game, it asks you if you want to start fresh or carry your choices over. Yeah. So for what I remember hearing, I was talking to my roommate, Andrew, about this. Uh, it sounded like their goal for this season was, I, I don't really want to use the word soft reboot, but it, I, I we talked about how uh, when making this season... It seemed like they wanted to make it as a good jumping on point. Like, yes. new story, new characters. It does tie into what happened so far, but you can get the gist of it. So a new frontier might just, you know, be make it more enticing for newcomers to be like, okay, I'll, I'll hop on this walking dead train. Which is strange in this day and age when, like, the first two seasons are just like, easily like they go on sale pretty often and they're like all on game pass like all the time yeah like they're so accessible yeah yeah it's 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 always funny to see a franchise with a like attempted revitalization in the middle of it yeah and being years removed from it you can tell like that did not work (laughs) that was not the revitalization you wanted in fact it seems to only have been like pushed back to um, high prestige once it sort of returned to the old stuff yeah and i that's kind of the vibe you get here like i don't, I don't want to say people should skip season three but when talking about it with people 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 online seem to say like yeah season three is probably the one you can skip it doesn't tie into that much uh which i don't agree i think you should still play it but like i also get it 
Well, I, yeah, even just from playing this first episode, I can tell that if you have to skip one of the four seasons, it would be this one. Yeah. Uh, Just because you're playing as a new character, Javier, who we'll talk about a lot, I imagine, throughout this this episode and the next, I was going to say next five, but we won't play this uh, one episode at a time, remember? Because that whole expanse. (laughs) Oh, I remember. That there, oh, oh, yeah. That their expanse coming up is, is going to be a, an interrupting force. But yeah, the, throughout this season of The Walking Dead, Javier's story is the story to care about. Yeah. And Clementine is there with you. She's a supporting she, character rather than being in the, the driver. Like, even more side character than I would say in season one she was so far. Like, in season one, she felt very, uh, very it important. It was still about her. Yeah, exactly. In in here, at least so far, it and I would assume going forward for the rest of the season, she is in like she's not even in your like immediate group right away. No, yeah, um, yeah. She's a character, one of the characters you meet. <laughs> so I, I, I had a startling realization about when this game came out, uh-huh. which is that uh, between. Episodes 1 and 2 and 3 of this season. Like, Breath of the Wild came out. Holy shit. Um, yeah, that is that is weird, right? Like, we're getting very recent with these Telltale games. Sometimes the way that we talk about the games on this show makes them feel like we're digging them out of the ground after being in there for centuries. <laughs> yeah, feel but, like a million years in the past. Yeah, but Telltale only fell like five years ago. Now. Yeah. It it's um, in retrospect, it's weird how fast we did this podcast <laughs> after they <laughs> fell. Uh, yeah, it was like really soon after. We only waited like three years, if no, like two and a half. Yeah, we decided. You know what? This corpse is probably dry by now. We could probably do a podcast on it. Yeah. Wow. We really jumped the gun. <laughs> Uh, don't worry. We'll when we go through them all again, we'll do it better. <laughs> that <laughs> the, uh, the the anxiety <laughs> associated <laughs> with, with you making that joke was immediate <laughs> and full. Oh my yeah, th- God, th- this was this was just a rough draft. What, would you play one of these games again? I'd totally play some of, like, my favorite ones. I'd totally play again. Uh, yeah. Tales of Monkey Island. Uh, I can't wait for the Sam Max Season 3 remaster. Sure, yeah. I just think it's got to be, like, it would have to be years for me. Many I years. get that. I, I, fe- I don't know how I would feel about replaying a lot of these later ones, like a lot of the choice-based ones, beca- just because I was thinking about it earlier today, just playing this episode. It, it just suddenly hit me like, I always have to make these tough decisions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it makes I, these I games the, a lot the, more the... stressful <laughs> than like the event. Like I could just go through a Tales of Monkey Island and it would be totally, I don't I need to pick to save Elaine or LeChuck. The number of difficult binary decisions I've had to do in my life has gone up considerably 
since I started this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. When we started the podcast, I didn't think twice about it. I was like, oh, yeah, sure. And now it's like every week. It's like you got to make so many big decisions that you are going to live with. Yeah, every single week. I just we we really have it worse than anyone, really. I have to kill Doug again and again (laughs) and again and again every time I make one of these choices. (laughs) And it's fine. (laughs) And I'm happy to do it every time. (laughs) Sorry, Doug. (laughs) Uh so how'd you feel about this game? Overall. Uh, just this first just episode. this one episode uh i liked it i i uh like i said before i really didn't remember much i remembered some like big parts of it that happened but um anything one... that we've seen so far uh how, how do you mean that, that you remember uh, or... Yeah, I, I just mean specifically this episode, like, there are big things that happened in it that I remembered happening. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Did he but... finish season three? Yeah, I finished season three, but uh, I I forget if I said it on the podcast before or if it was just between you and me, but I feel like I played it at, like, a weird time. Maybe I was just, like, busy with other stuff, like, just had a lot going on because it really did not stick with me for some reason or another and i just played this first episode and i was like i liked it that i probably liked this episode more than episode one of season two well maybe not i think episode two season or season two episode one actually has some pretty strong harsh vibes in it that make it pretty memorable but uh i liked the chemistry between like your main four in this episode Mm -hmm. I, I felt like the characters had uh, pretty good relationships with one another. Uh, it established who they are pretty well. Like, like yeah, the thing with uh, Gabe and Kate really don't have a very good relationship together. But uh, the kids really look up to Javi. Uh, even, even the chemistry between Javi and Clementine, I thought, was just really... I just really like the way characters bounced off each other in this episode. Yeah, the relationship between Javi and Clementine and then Javi and Kate, I think, are both pretty good. I'm I'm sort of waiting for the rest of those relationships to blossom a bit more. Right. Uh, and I, I'm sure they will. We, we've got time. Uh, yeah, so 60% of this game came out in 2017. That's not a small percent. Not a small percent and not an easy year for a video game to come out in. Uh, that is one of the strongest release periods of a video game, for for video games, I mean, of all time. Uh, Man. It is difficult to have come out in 2017. Right. Man, yeah. that that's crazy that you bring up that it came out the same year as Breath of the Wild. That doesn't even register. Like, I'm thinking back to it now, and I was like, is that true? I don't remember playing these two, like, anywhere near each other, but I guess I did. Yeah, this feels so much older than Breath of the Wild, right? Right. I mean, for obvious, you know, it's the same Telltale formula we'd been getting for years and years, as opposed to something fresh and new like Breath of the Wild did for Zelda. Um, well, in my head, there was like a big gap between like this and the final season of yeah. The Walking Dead. I thought the final season came out like three years or something after the last time they did Walking Dead. So it was uh, like a coming home story 
But uh, no, it was like less than one year yeah. after the end of A New Frontier. Well, especially since they did a collection of seasons one through three, like in between seasons three and four, when four was just right around the corner. Ridiculous. They they knew they were planning season four, and they were like, let's just make this collection of one to three. We, we gotta Ridiculous. get some money coming in. Um. Yeah, I'm glad that the definitive edition eventually came out and then they kind of stopped because that version of the game is great um, and has all five seasons. It's so great. It's great except for when it crashes. I forgot yeah, it about should, that. It should do that less. I have been telling it to do that less. <laughs> uh, it has not taken my advice. It's just how it is. Yeah, I had the same thing happen to me this time where I beat the episode, I got the achievement, and then right when that pop-up came up, the game crashed, and I was like, ah, there's that familiar smell. Yeah, but I just think, to, to bring up 2017 again, I, it's not just that, like, that's a pivotal year in video games, it was, but um, it's a pivotal year in game design. Mm-hmm. This came out right after Doom 2016, and then we're heading into 2017 where we'll get Breath of the Wild, and uh, What Remains of Edith Finch, and Persona 5 is going to come out in, in America, and uh, there, there's a ton of indie games that like have a very strange relationship with game design. Hollow Knight comes out, Mario Odyssey comes out, uh, it, it's one of the strongest years of all time, and I think that what looked like the future of video games just five years earlier where the walking dead season one one uh started in 2012 Mm -hmm. and won a bunch of game of the year awards it was a very beloved thing five years later we're now in a position where the 2010s were huge for the innovation within game design not necessarily that big for like tech stuff in the same way that we saw games change during the 90s, for example. But it's in a very significant decade for game design. And uh, we're starting to see something that used to be so cutting edge feel a little toothless, I would say. A, a little toothless. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't really hit as hard with me right now since I've already played... <laughs> these games to death like it, it's like it, oh just another one onto the telling the tale pile uh, <laughs> yeah that so, is a problem that we've encountered we need a good <laughs> way of like eating some ginger between the sushi if you know what i mean we need a we need a palate cleanser oh i know what you mean <laughs> uh yeah but like i don't think there's anything in this episode in particular that i thought was weak or lacking uh but like i was so excited to get back to the walking dead because the first two seasons of the walking dead i i do think are better than anything else we've played in this format Mm -hmm. uh on this podcast they are the two strongest instances of this gameplay format uh and this feels more like it's good it's, it's a very good episode, uh, but it feels more like how Batman was good or how Minecraft could be good or how, uh, like, when Game of Thrones was good was good. It does not feel as as wowing 
as the first two seasons. And that's, it, it's probably just because, yeah, it's the third or fourth after uh, Michonne. It's the fourth Walking Dead game that we've played. Right. And also the one millionth at this point, I think the count is up to a million, <laughs> uh, like Walking Dead style game we've played. And it does, it's like good altering the formula. It doesn't want to do that anymore. It's good. It's fine. Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it is where it's yeah. kind of landing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, it and it's and it's weird because, like, what am I gonna do? Say, oh yeah, Telltale should really <laughs> mix it up a little. Like, <laughs> yeah, the, like we know that they didn't do that. It's a it's spilt milk at this point. Yeah, well, it's that, and like we've played so many of these. I know it's I know it's not gonna change in any wildly different ways. Um. And I'm just so used to it now, I guess. Like, it would be weird for me to pick now to go, like, I think I they should really start changing it right now. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but but it was yeah. fine when we did Batman and, and Game of Thrones. But here is when I'm, I'm really feeling it. So I, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I feel weird for thinking it, too. But um, I get what you mean. Maybe we just got to wait for the story to unfold more. I I, I don't know, because I kind of get what you mean, because season two, episode one, it was that same feel. But, like, you had those quiet moments with Clementine uh, in the beginning yeah. before she meets the family. You have the parts with her having to sneak around behind their backs here, this episode, at least gameplay-wise, does feel more just typical Walking Dead. Yeah, episode one of season two is almost the inverse of this, because episode one, season two, is like, okay, Lee's gone, it's Clementine, and there's no replacement for Clementine as, like, a side character. You just don't have a side character anymore. Yeah. So you're, like, like the whole game is fo- uh, focusing in and closing in around the choices of Clementine just showcasing how powerful and powerless a single person's choices can be in uh in impressive situations like this and in this game it's all about family and society and like we're in this one episode how many characters did we meet like the main family had four people but that's only after the intro which we'll talk about because that intro is wild um (laughs) so that eventually uh went down to four people and then uh there's at least three named people that we met at prescott which is the new uh like like uh i was gonna say a new frontier (laughs) uh it's (laughs) new new, like townships yeah new kind of civilization that you i i wrote it down in my notes i was like oh another one of these yeah, I mean, it makes sense that there'd be a lot of these. That's kind of the, kind right, of the but, point. Right, but it is just kind of a familiar beat that you've already... I, I've done this already. Yeah, in Michonne, it was cool that it was on a boat. And I think, like, even as aesthetic as that, like, just having it be on a boat made it feel a little different. Yeah, but um, here it's it's just, like, another place it's it's just another like regular place to keep survivors in 
Yeah, what and, was the name of the other, like, Hawthorne? Or was Hawthorne the boat? Uh, uh, w- man, I already forgot. No, Monroe what? was the boat. Are you thinking of Crawford? I am thinking of Crawford. Crawford's in Maybe. season one. Crawford is the school. Yeah. It, it, kind of the same deal, though, but you get there after it's already gone to shit and, like, no one's left. Where and are then, they trying to go in season two? What the Where, like, some of the endings can put you there um oh my god i feel so dumb is that hawthorne no (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah it's 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 one of those it's fine don't worry about it wellington willington yeah 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 yeah. um but yeah this is that it's prescott (laughs) yeah i mean there's those and then there's also the um, the one you go to in episode three of season two with, uh, oh, I, I feel like all of my memory has been drained house? out of me. House or hose? Yeah. The, the store that's kind of turned into kind of one of those. Like Can that it, be it's, Hawthorne? I don't think that's Hawthorne. I don't know where this Hawthorne's coming from. <laughs> Dustin, I, I need a win. <laughs> you know what? It probably was Hawthorne. Now that you say, now that you mention it, hell yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then you see Clementine, and remind me, how did you end season two? So I ended season two. Uh, I killed Kenny. Yep. Uh, like in the famous show, and then uh, I left Jane because uh, she's crazy and took the baby and made me kill Kenny. Uh, so I, I feel like that was just like not a good sign for someone you should be with. So I just had Clem and AJ go on their own, which I feel like is when you say it out loud without context, that seems like a, the stupidest idea, a little kid taking care of a freshly born new kid, uh, on their own. Are you kidding me? But I, I guess it worked out fine. Yeah, I I guess so. You got in basically the same situation I got, I'm sure. Although I did go with Jane back to uh, House. Ooh, so I believe your um, flashback scene with her is different. With Clementine is different. Yeah, and we mine. can talk about that right now. Ooh. Yeah. Sometimes we put things off. Not this time. Yeah, let's get let's jump right into that pool. Yeah, so I I bet it's completely different. Uh, halfway through the episode, Clementine meets up with Javi, and she's got him at gunpoint. Uh, but then, like, Javi's a very charming kind of guy, and he's like a former baseball player. Um, he, he's just a smooth talker. Yeah. Uh, so he can just sort of become friends with Clementine. And later on, they're, they're I think, just sleeping next to each other in like a in a cell or you don't need to be in a cell actually according to the choices but sometimes you'll be in a cell yeah <laughs> uh and when you're about to go to sleep clementine has a flashback of different stuff for us for me we were back at house which is lowe's it's spelled the same way as the store lowe's like home depot lowe's i mean lowe's is not home depot i understand i get but with it a you H. get it we both get it with an H yeah. instead of a La. And <laughs> um, Clementine's taking care of AJ, who is still a baby, although Clementine looks quite a bit older. Um, and Jane had just given Clementine a tattoo 
on Clementine's hand that just says AJ. Oh, badass. You didn't get a tattoo? I did not get any sort of tattoo. In Dang. fact, while you gained something to your hand, I had some <laughs> I had something lost on mine. Whoa, I'm excited to see that and how that goes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Jane gives Clementine a tattoo that says AJ. And then Jane asks, hey, are you thinking about maybe giving Alvin Jr. a middle name? Because uh, he should have a middle name. And I don't think his parents gave him one. And Clementine said, uh, well, I had Clementine say, because it was four people who had died. One of the options was Lee, which is clearly the answer, right? Right. Uh, so I said, yeah, Lee, how about Alvin Lee Goofball Jr.? <laughs> what uh, a good name. Yeah, uh, Clementine is... I can't tell if she knows his last name is something else and is just not saying it, or if she's completely replaced his last name with the name Goofball. Goofball because... was their... It turned out Goofball was their last name. <laughs> Do you remember what their last name was? Nope. Did they ever say it? I... So it was Rebecca and Alvin. I don't remember them saying their last names. Yeah, both of which, by the way, well, Alvin wasn't because Alvin is his first name, but Rebecca was an option for the middle name, too, even though um, that is a woman's name. And this is a baby boy named Alvin. Uh, And Jane says, I was even (laughs) though I had just said Lee, Jane says, I was thinking about Jamie, like my sister. It's good for a boy or a girl. (laughs) And you're like, nope. (laughs) And I, (laughs) I kind of felt like. Well, you shouldn't have let me say Lee first. (laughs) (laughs) Even in season three, Jane, you're always bringing up your dead sister. (laughs) Well, well, get this then. Get this then. So she feels like I just gave her a tattoo. I just suggested a middle name. My work here is done. (laughs) I'm going to tell Clementine, hey, you you go sweep the perimeter around the hardware store. Uh, So Clementine does. She's walking around. And then she comes back into uh, house and she goes, hey, Jane, I just finished sweeping the perimeter. And she opens a door and finds that Jane has hung herself and is now a walker hanging by her neck. And yeah. Yep. I remember that. I I remember watching all those flashbacks. I, I remember seeing that and saying, wow, that's strange. Is that what you got the first time? Like you? Got no, I no, I never person? got that. Mm. You you like looked these up separately? Yeah, I just remember after I had played the episode, I said, "What else could you get there?" And uh, and I saw that, and I remember thinking it was uh, stupid. Um, I I think that it is very in line with Jane's character. Um, you find a, a pregnancy test on the ground, and it was positive. Right. Jane realized like. I simply don't have the um, spiritual constitution to bring a baby into this world, uh, especially if it's going to be Luke's kid because she feels weird about Luke being dead. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke, oh, Luke was the other name uh, that I could have said as the middle name. So and Lee, Kenny Luke, was and Rebecca. Lee, Luke, Rebecca, Kenny. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to name him Kenny. <laughs> that ain't happening yeah i mean i still kind of like kenny but we we have to be real about the kind of abuse that he was yeah 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 um 
do you rem- I I remember what happens if you stay with Kenny. I remember the ending or the flashback. Yeah, what's, what, what's the flashback there? Oh, also, so, just for the audience's uh, benefit, uh, Clementine, at the age of like twelve or whatever, does have to shoot Jane in the face now. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good job, Jane. There yeah. was probably a better way to do it. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Leave a note. Do anything. Yeah. <laughs> do anything that helps. Um. She's thinking. Well, I got this tattoo on her, and I named the kid a little bit. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I, I'm good on things to do. <laughs> yeah. I. We we really gotta write me out of this story so Clementine can meet up with these these new characters. Yeah, there was too much variety of ending at the end of season two, so I gotta get out of here so it can just be Clementine going on. <laughs> Otherwise, the, the the story branches will be too much for the Telltale writers to account for. <laughs> yeah, maybe he just never meets Clementine. <laughs> She's it would fine. Be easier, yeah. Uh, yeah. So what happens if you go with Kenny? So it's been a while, so my memory's a little fuzzy. I might miss out some details, but uh, I remember it has him teaching her to drive. Okay. Yeah, he's teaching her to drive that that car they had at the end of uh, season two. Um, then walkers come and he gets killed by the walkers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean. You just told me how Kenny could die the very last time, and I didn't feel anything. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just writing him off in a flashback, so. Yeah, I guess that's the... I, I understand wanting to focus primarily on a new character because do we feel like Clementine's story has mostly been told? I kind of do. Between seasons one and two, that's like the story of Clementine... Um being sort of like the the stand-in for the hope of humanity in season one and then becoming the reality of humanity in season two that's an arc that's a that's a completion of an arc we can see more of her and it'll be fine and i'm excited to see more of her i i won't lie when clementine showed up in this episode i was like i know her (laughs) yay i did clap i did clap (laughs) yeah when you hear that voice because she's not shown on screen right away and yeah. you're like, I know who that is. I know that voice so well. But what I got for my flashback was neither of those because Clementine had nobody. Um, mm-hmm. So what happened for me is uh, she has AJ on her back and they're hunting for food. And so there's a rabbit and Clementine's going to shoot the rabbit for them to eat. And uh, before she can, AJ goes like, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. <laughs> and, and and scares the rabbit away. And Clementine's like, God damn it, I'm so hungry, you child. <laughs> yeah. Um so they find like an abandoned car. She puts AJ in the car to hunt for the rabbit. She's like, I'll look, I'm not gonna be too far away. I'll be right here. I gotta get us food. You just wait here. Um she does not manage to shoot the rabbit because walkers start uh, descending onto the car that AJ is in. Uh, Clementine manages to uh, take a good chunk of him out. but uh, So when she goes to open the door to get AJ out, one of the walkers comes in and slams the car door on her fingers. Oh, and no. And she's like, 
Ooh, ow. Uh, and she manages to take out, uh, that walker that was attacking her. Uh, and she saves AJ, but, uh, that broke her, one of her fingers. And then it cuts to her with that finger amputated. She's missing a finger for you? She's missing a whole finger. So, I was there anything that happens to Clementine's hand in the Kenny one? Um, I don't think so, but maybe. Like I said, it's been a while since I've watched all of the flashbacks. Hmm. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah for me, she's like... <laughs> missing a finger and you get a tattoo. For each of the three endings, like, her hand's getting something happening to it. Yeah, maybe I definitely the... like mine the most. Yeah, maybe in uh, the Kenny one, she gains another finger. It's cool to have a tattoo. Right, yeah. I don't have one. Clementine's already way cooler than me. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, I'm not even as cool as my Clem, and she, I have more fingers than my Clem. No, that is actually more cool. <laughs> it's, more, <laughs> it's more cool to not have to amputate your finger after an accident, but... Uh, it is way more cool to amputate your finger after an accident than not amputate it and suffer medical problems because of it. I think. Yeah, th- that's I my, mean, they, my skewed perspective. Yeah, I mean, they straight up show you her finger like all bent, weird, and broken, and she's like, ah, fuck. Yeah, you gotta you just file that one off. Yeah, they do show that her arm still has that huge scar from season two. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, she had to suture herself. You see, I okay, I'm I'm kind of getting back into the Walking Dead spirit a little <laughs> bit as we're talking about this. Remembering that suturing scene, that was that was tough. Yeah, it, it it's very memorable. Oh, question um for the aesthetics of this game. Mhm. Uh did you keep graphic black on this time? I all I turned it off like normal. I also did, but I turned it on here and there, and I think it does look better than it has in the first two seasons, yeah. but I, I still kept it off. I, I don't know if it was just like, uh, I, I don't know if there was really any reason for it. I think I just kept it off because I was used to that at this point, but uh, I, I do think it does a better job than it did just dropping it over seasons one and two. Um but I'm definitely going to keep it on for season four. Well, right. Yeah, because season four was actually built for it. Yeah, I don't exactly. think you can turn it off for season four. Oh, okay. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, with, with season three, it was the last one that wasn't uh, built for it. But it was still kind of designed in a way that's like the regular version. It's like halfway toward graphic black a little bit. Maybe not halfway. It, it's It's just... I, I can, th- there's hints. There's hints in the way things are shaded that like, yeah, we're going to get a little more um, high contrast with the art style here. Yeah. Especially um, compared to the first two seasons. And I remember when Andrew played through it, uh, when he was playing through the whole series, I was watching him play, and he did not play the uh, definitive edition like we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just played the regular version. And I remember thinking it looked pretty ugly. I, I don't remember oh, really? exact. I don't remember exactly what it was. Maybe it's just my mind. Well, I don't know because I had the thought watching him. I was like, "Ew, what is it? it? Looks like everyone's smeared in Vaseline. What did they do to this?" Uh, 
I mean, yeah, that's true. But but also, <laughs> I think it's fine. I don't know. I thought this episode was it looked pretty good. No, I, no, I mean that's what I mean. I'm I played it on regular graphics. I was planning on playing it in graphic black because when I watched Andrew play it, I remember thinking, "Oh, this looks ugly. What the hell?" And but then playing it now, I was like, "No, this is fine. It looks about the same as the other seasons. Maybe the definitive edition did some tweaks or something, or maybe I'm just being a uh, Mister Crazy Pants." Well, it's always a little different if you're not in the driver's seat, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, which is why you'll never know how good a game is if you watch someone play it. You'll never know. It's impossible. You'll, you'll just have no idea. You'll have no idea. It's impossible. If you watch someone on Twitch, you didn't play that game. Come on, buddy. Yeah, come it's on. It's not an audiobook. It's not like that. Step it up, mister. I don't have a real opinion on this. I feel like I'm channeling a character. <laughs> you're 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 the judgmental gamer. I'm the judgmental gamer. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's my You're... new. Uh, I was gonna say QVC show. That's a shopping channel. What am I talking about? You're the. I new... think I meant G4. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the judgmental gamer on G4. <laughs> yeah, you you play games and you say I judge people based on how they play. <laughs> yeah, how is the game? Don't even know. How Who is cares? the person? Bad. <laughs> you should be. You make me sick. Uh, so let's talk about the intro. I want to talk okay. about the intro. I guess uh, 50 or so minutes in is a good point to talk about the intro. Sure, yeah. You know, why not? Yeah. Um, so we've got this scene of Javi running back to his family. And his older brother, Henry, uh, like takes a couple swings at him because he's too late to watch his dad die. Um, his dad is now dead. Uh, he he was off doing something else. He was somewhere, probably for work with like his baseball thing. Um, right. And it's it's a very powerful moment. Just this whole family is trying to get over the fact that their their patriarch just died, and then um, the youngest girl, uh, Mariana, she starts walking back to the grandpa's room with a glass of water, and the grandma goes. No, you don't need to bring any more water for him. He's he's sleeping. And Mariana goes, "No, Grandpa's awake." No, he's fine. And uh <laughs> I I didn't I kind of forgot <laughs> I kind of I I didn't see that coming. I forgot the game that we were playing. <laughs> you forgot it was a zombie game? Genuinely forgot about that for a second. <laughs> it got me. As soon as she said, "No, he's awake." I was like, oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, and they do this thing where they... Uh, or I, I think the, the line is... I've written it down. No, Yaya. Peepaw's awake. <laughs> Mitchell, I gotta stop you for a second. Uh, did you say the brother's name was Henry? Is that not right? It's David. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, well, now you know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it for real? <laughs> yes yeah i just double checked to confirm to make sure i wasn't the one who was wrong why did i i was like sure about it who <laughs> is henry a character in this episode um i looked up walking dead new frontier henry just to make sure he is not a character in this episode <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah uh yeah so his brother david i guess uh 
<laughs> this scene where they're checking on the on uh, on Peepa, it it's done with uh, like constant fade to blacks. So they only show you like one second of the action each time, right? And they show you that like um, their their uncle or someone um, got bit, and he realizes he was bit, um, and they they're trying to get. Uh, Yaya, who was bit to the hospital, but there's no way the hospitals are working anymore. Yeah, um, they're all just they're they're pretty screwed at this point. Yeah, not a not a great situation to be in for them. I think I think this intro is very well done. Um, just just like perfectly timed, like how after she says no, he's awake, and then it cuts to the title of the episode. It's yeah. like oh, <laughs> you know what's happening. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it it's very well done. And uh, like they come out of this intro with uh, they say some time later. And I think it's like four years later. You can piece it together because of uh, Clementine's age. Right. It's Javi and Kate, who is Javi's brother's uh, wife. And Javi's two kids who are not Kate's biological kids. Uh, Gabe who is like a teenager in Mariana who's well, well, a, like a they're, tween. They're David's kids. He he's the uncle. Javi's the uncle. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, they're they're yeah. David's kids. They're not biological to Kate. To Kate oh, yeah. Kate yeah. Kate was a stepmom uh to them. Yeah. Uh but now they they're this own little family unit and they've got uh their own little relationship going on. Javi seems to be dating Kate loosely. Um will they to- won't they? It, it it's uh they will they will <laughs> mostly like you you can get the uh impression that i could probably not have a relationship with kate during the season but um kate's very forward with you in the car saying things like i just need to get laid Am I right javi <laughs> and, and javi's like haha you're so random <laughs> when she says that, uh, Javier looks toward her and his eyes just balloon. <laughs> <laughs> Gulp. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's very, uh, very SpongeBob, like a SpongeBob reaction to sex. <laughs> Sweat running down his brow. <laughs> um, yeah, and like later in the episode, you'll have an opportunity to kiss Kate or not, uh, mm-hmm. depending on. How you play that. And I guess just David is so dead at this point that it's, uh, <laughs> it, that's not like a factor anymore. So dead at this point. I, w- I don't think I was ever even given a dialogue option of it wouldn't be right. You were David's wife. I think everything in the game is just like, dude, he's, he's super gone. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. Who even cares? <laughs> who, who, who could possibly care about that that's not that's not on the table you got other shit to worry about yeah and and kate's a really interesting character because like in that uh not the intro intro but in the first like main playable part after that Uh where they're in the car uh kate's smoking some weed uh lighting up a doobie if you will and she's just talking out loud because the kids are asleep just saying it right next to them like yeah, man, I kind of hate Gabe. <laughs> He's so mean. Sick. 
He's so mean and unpleasant. Let's get rid of him. <laughs> he smells terrible and he's having mood swings all the time. I'm he's not... got <laughs> he's got these he got these like big gorilla hands. I'm just gonna say this. I do not want to be these kids' mom. And, <laughs> and like <laughs> uh most of the options that Javier has to that are like Dude, don't say that. <laughs> he extreme. is right there. He's right there. And she's like, ah, oh, he's lightly asleep. <laughs> he might have dozed off a 30 seconds ago. Um, Yeah, so that's like a weird relationship they have. And uh, Mariana is, is a little bit younger and I think just likes everyone, but she's just sad about it about the situation which of course yeah understandable be. yeah kate I, I i like what they do with kate uh they characterize her in a way where uh i don't want to call her like a dirtbag but she's straight up is like look i i know i'm not the best like i'm smoking this weed i told yeah. david i wasn't gonna change who i am but now she's forced into this more parental role to these kids uh yeah i i think it's more um it's kind of refreshing, just like this idea of, hey, look, you know, like, I will do it. I will be their mother, and I'll do the tasks associated with it. But, like, I know I am bad at this uh, right. to a point that is is maybe not teachable. I'm just a bad person at this thing. I don't have this skill. <laughs> I'm a bad seed. Yeah, and <laughs> what did you have Harvey, or not Harvey, Harvey. Javier. <laughs> Do you think Harvey is the same name as Javier, like Miguel and Michael? <laughs> I never once thought about that. Uh, huh. But it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what did you have Javier say to Kate based on that, like what she said there? I think I remember telling her, hey, you're you're doing okay. Yeah, I, I think I said the same thing. Like, no, you're good. You say that as she's complaining about Gabe right in front of him and also smoking weed. I, yeah, I, <laughs> my thing was like, yeah, I don't care if you're smoking weed, but he just don't be mean actively to Gabe. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, if you think Gabe doesn't like you, I'd have to agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would not like someone saying that about me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you find this dump. In the dump, there's some food. You find uh, the, the people who had the food there. It turns out they didn't abandon it. They come back with guns. You hide from them. They uh, kidnap you. They put you in a truck. Uh, Clementine cuts down a tree. The tree uh, derodes de the truck. And then you're with Clementine. That's how that goes. And then the whole crux of the episode then is about... I just got to get back to the junkyard and find my family. And at the end of the episode, you do. And that's that's the whole, that's the plot. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think it's when you hit that trailer that I'm like, all right, I know I've played a Walking Dead in my day. I know exactly mm-hmm. how this is going to go down. It, it's a little uninteresting at that point. Um, yeah, I, I will say the I, the core premise of... There are bandits who now have our scent and are hungry for blood for some reason. Uh, they will keep coming back for us unless we do something about it. Has been in season one and season two and Michonne. And now it's here again. 
And I do think that, like, maybe that's just the Walking Dead aesthetic. I If I watched more of the show, maybe I would know, like, yeah, that's the thing they do. That's the, that's what the, um, the franchise is about. And if you're not into that thing, you might just not be into the franchise. But it does feel like one of many things that could happen in a zombie apocalypse. And they do keep coming back to this one, like, problem trope. Exactly. Especially for a series where that up until now, I feel, has been pretty fresh. Like, I I never felt that fatigue with season one or two. Uh, But maybe a little with Michonne, it was feeling a little familiar. But here it's feeling really familiar. Like, I I, I like the stuff that's in this episode. I like uh, the relationship with the characters. But, like, the actual goings-on, the actual plot of what's happening, been there, done that. I'm not that into this. Yeah, and I I also think that Michonne gets away with a little bit just because it's a shorter season. It's not the same uh, storyline, really. Yeah. It, It has references to the Clementine arc, but it's not really in tandem with it. It's it's just so much of its own thing that like, it's it's kind of fine for them to repeat so, uh, something every now and again because it feels like oh they're doing the Clementine thing but here um, yeah and it's separate now it's enough like we're we're back in it yeah and yeah. I I don't necessarily think it does it badly it's just I'm kind of over this I know exactly how it's gonna play out. Like, even when they first reached that trailer and they were like, wow, we could stay here. Look at all this food and uh, shelter they have. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you th- you th- <laughs> you're fooling me here, game. <laughs> the wool is over my eyes, I promise. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's unfortunate because I do feel like this episode has some strong things in it but it just can't really it it can't shape it can't shake the trappings doesn't have strong bad in it that that could have helped i <laughs> you know what if strong bad was in it i would be a i would be more excited yeah <laughs> um yeah i i think we're coming off across very negative i thought it was still a very interesting episode in and of itself yeah um not reaching the highs of the other walking dead games are kind of like well, yeah, those are maybe the the jewel of the genre, though. So it's hard to do. Yeah, uh, I, I, I feel like the good in it makes me like it more than the the old makes me dislike it. I think that every one of these Telltale games in the Walking Dead style is about choices to some degree. And how good those games are going to be comes down to how and why... And what they're interrogating within the world of choice. Like, what what are they saying about the choice? In that first Walking Dead game, it was... I, I think Walking Dead probably is the perfect franchise to interrogate with this format. Because uh, being in an impressive situation like a zombie apocalypse is kind of the accelerant to saying, right. Hey, your choices matter in the same ways they always have, but so much deeper now. Yeah. You don't hurt someone's feelings, they die. You don't get a little hungry, you starve. Uh, (laughs) So, like, that's what that first Walking Dead game was about. It was about the ethics and mechanics and power of making choices. 
is showing that even though you individually are fairly powerless, the butterfly effect of your choices can be very dominant in deciding what happens in your life. And in season two of The Walking Dead, it was all about what if you rejected the ability to make your choices matter because of an oppressive um, force on you. And that's what Kenny was. Kenny was a manifestation of um, abuse. And abuse was defined in Walking Dead season two as the inability to have your own choices affect your own life. That's what abuse right. is. Um, and then in The Walking Dead and New Frontier, I like. let's just jump ahead to the, the five choices they wrote down at the end. Uh, do you want to get back on the road or do you want to stay at the junkyard? Definitely didn't matter. Didn't even matter when I was answering it. Didn't think <laughs> it would matter. It was a non-choice. Right. Uh, choice number two. Do you let the driver go or do you kill him? Well, uh, in the context of this episode, if you if you uh, do do whatever you want, but then Clementine's right behind you. Clementine sees you doing it. Clementine's going to make a judgment about you, but I bet they're still going to be friends no matter what, right? Right. Um, do you get locked up? 94.3% of players got not locked up. I don't know how to get not locked up. Um, Maybe just not have Clementine's back. Be like, it was her. She did it. So Clementine would still be knocked, uh, not knocked up, locked up. Yeah, I, I, the way I took it was Clementine would still be locked up, but you would be like on the outside. Okay. But yeah, that's just one night and then you're, you're fine. And then, uh, 50.3% went with Eleanor instead of the other guy. Um, what's his name? Uh, I went with Eleanor. So trip trip, barely a name. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, did you go with Trip or Eleanor? I went with Eleanor. Yeah, this one might have impact later. Certainly not this episode. Um, and, and he was I, mean. I, I didn't want to go with a mean man. He was he's just a little aggressive. For good reason. But I yeah. would say just a little aggressive. I don't uh, want to say he's a bad dude. But also, I don't want to go with him. Choice number five. Uh, 80. 84.1 stayed with Clem to do the shootout with the bandits instead of, like, just trying to run away. Right. Um, and I bet, you know, neither of these two characters are going to die from the shootout, so... Doesn't really matter. Yeah, like... A- again, again, we had these same complaints with Season 2 before Season 2's Episode 5 kind of showed its hand and mm-hmm. explained what it was all about. And recontextualized a lot of the way that we thought about these choices. And maybe that's why this episode is a part one instead of just episode one. Uh, Because at the end of episode two, maybe we'll be shown something to think about our choices here a little bit more then. But maybe. uh, Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I kind of don't see that happening so much. (laughs) Um, I've just these choices have not been strong. And right. I don't know what we're saying with these choices in, anymore. It feels like now might be the time when Telltale is falling into the idea of like, oh, it's just a good narrative structure for a video game. Like, yeah, no, it's no, no, just... no, it's a good specific structure to interrogate the idea of choice. Yeah, that that's what I was saying. Like at this point, it just gets to, oh, that's just what our games are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Will Wright, the creator of the uh, Sim City and Sims series, uh, he wants to find what a game is 
in an interview as a series of interesting choices. Hmm. That's all that a game is because uh, if you don't kind of have a minimalist definition of games, it can be it can be a very wordy definition, and right. you can get ahead of yourself very easily. So that was his uh, simplistic and minimalist attempt to answer that question. And I think the Walking Dead formula is the most um, pure, maybe, version of that idea. Just, hey, it's a series of interesting choices. And if they move the interestingness from the choice-making to the narrative component, they lose that a lot. And I I feel like that's kind of what's happening a little bit here. That's my... That's my uh, that's my worry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I I mean, I I agree. I guess we'll have to see the route it goes down. That's a very lame answer to what you just said, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, like yeah. yeah, I guess guess we'll guess we'll see, man. <laughs> um, so two people get shot in the face in this episode pretty early on. Also, yeah, not not early on, just throughout it. The first one is Clementine. You know, like, for, for all the debates that we had about, like, should we expose uh, Clementine to this kind of fervor in season two with, like, should we let her or not let her watch Kenny kill uh, whatever his name was? Carver? Carver, yeah. Should we let Clementine watch that? Um, it feels pretty quaint now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do... I do like what they do with Clementine here because at first I am kind of worried like, oh, she's hardened by this world. Like she's a real jerk to Javi, which makes sense, uh, you know, being in this uh, cold, merciless world. But I like that as you get to know her, she softens up and you see uh, that that old sweet Clementine kind of pokes through more. I like that you kind of get... Like, you get, you see what this world has done to her, but you don't lose mm-hmm. what was there before with her. Like, it yeah. hasn't totally destroyed who Clementine is, and I, I really like that. She got some bad bullets from this guy. Uh, yeah. They weren't firing, and she went to uh, complain to him, and she was like, Hey man, your bullets didn't fire. You almost just got me killed. And the the bullet salesman was like being aggressive about it pulling a knife on Javi and stuff and uh Clementine was trying this intimidation tactic where she kept like loading a gun with those bullets aiming it at his face and firing it and it kept like not working it just like sparked out because the bullets weren't good and uh one of them eventually actually works so <laughs> then he just gets shot in the face clearly not Clementine's intention but also like Clementine did just straight up. Clementine's been shot in the face, or Clementine shot someone in the face. I don't know. She did seem pretty uh, shaken up about it. Like she was uh, like, "Oh fuck." Yes and no. Like I could tell that she she clearly didn't mean to and was upset that it happened. But was she like, "Oh my god, I've killed someone"? I don't know. I don't think so. I I kind (laughs) of think this is like one of the things she's done a few times in her life. I thought it was very funny, unintentionally funny, how uh, after she does this, it's just kind of treated as like, oh, whoops, darn. 
<laughs> like no one's that it's not treated like clementine you just crossed this major line you fucked up in a royal way everyone's just kind of like all right well put them in the cell we'll <laughs> we'll figure it out even clementine's like look can you just like take the can you just like say he he was bad Did you say like he was coming at us and yeah. then they're like god damn all right put him in the cell um no one liked him yeah, no one liked him. It, no one's that upset about it. Not a big, not a big deal. Not the biggest deal. Yeah, I just think it's so funny that uh, this should be a massive deal, and no one thinks it's a massive deal. Like everyone's like, okay, we got to do something about this, but it's brushed over pretty quickly. E- even the people who put you in the cellar, like, yeah, whatever. You know, he sucked. Sure, <laughs> it sounds like. He was coming at you, um, even though he really was like before Clementine shot him right in his head. Uh, he was backing down. He was like, all right, all right, I'll I'll cool it. You got crazy. I got crazy. <laughs> so Clementine is definitely the one in the wrong here. But I just oh, yeah. think it's I think it's very funny how no one really cares. It's not even like manslaughter. It's murder. <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah like she she for real did that it not good i'd say uh clearly not her intention but that's not yeah. exactly important here <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i guess it's not important in general <laughs> so the other one is that uh either trip or eleanor can take you back trip has to wait a day eleanor um can take you now but uh only on horseback and it, you're going to get in trouble for it, you guys. Um, right. Because you're not supposed to go with Eleanor. Mm-hmm. And once you, you get there, they're all still alive. The The whole family's still alive, uh, except for Mariana, who immediately gets shot in the forehead when you get there by someone from the bushes on the other side of the encampment. Well, well, not immediately. You do some... You uh, gotta... It, it takes a couple minutes, but yeah. Like yeah, you okay. say, the, you reunite with everybody. to like how instantly it goes from totally fine to extremely bad uh like yeah. it's mid-sentence i did not see it coming at all i paused the game and i kind of laughed because like dude telltale <laughs> <laughs> really i i saw it coming just because that's that's probably the big thing that i remembered from this episode like that was the well that's not seeing it coming that's remembering it that's i that's saw it coming thing I, I don't know if I'm playing it now. Am I seeing it coming because I know it's going to happen? Seeing it coming is future. Right. Remembering is the pa- it's like opposites. Right. But I am. It's not like I came from the future into the past. I'll, I'm going to I'm going to say I bet you didn't see it coming the first time. Oh, no, definitely not. <laughs> Yeah, she's like just talking about her little uh, cassette player and like, yeah, the cassette player. Were... And then she just gets nailed immediately. Um, it, it It's so sad. It's like so instantly shocking and sad that like it can't be sad. <laughs> like it's just so dissociating that you're like, wow, this world sucks. <laughs> uh, this is tough. Yeah, not great. It is. Think of, I just think about like this and like all the deaths in season two where it's like who gives a shit and like all <laughs> these all these characters just die and then are immediately swept under the rug. And then just thinking about like 
how this one feels. Like, I, I get what you're saying, how you kind of disso- disassociate with it. But, uh, man, talk about a death where you just feel the importance of it compared to, like, what's his yeah. name? Nick. Yep. Oh, yeah. Nick was hanging on forever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this one was this one was really tough. Uh, yeah. Because, like, Mariana was the only family member that Gabe actually liked. She was the only one that was sweet to uh, to Kate and Javi. And Javi, like, had a chocolate bar ready to go. <laughs> and yeah. she wanted a chocolate bar. <laughs> she didn't get the chocolate bar. She was like, she died literally, I feel like, two seconds too soon to taste a chocolate bar. Yeah. They couldn't have just let her have that. Like, the people in the bushes are like, no, no, hold on. Hold on a second. She has that chocolate bar. Yeah. <laughs> they, they need to act now in order for them to get the chocolate bar. <laughs> <laughs> quick she's about to eat it <laughs> it'll be gross if she licks it <laughs> ew uh yeah so yeah i i wrote down in all caps like what the fuck mariana <laughs> yeah like i guess they picked the one character who you'd feel the worst about dying here well clearly i like, feel Clementine bad about anyone is gonna replace someone in their family dynamic so it's the one right. that's most like her in age and gender um and she was the only one that didn't really have much of a problem (laughs) she was (laughs) she was kind of fine which is not okay now she probably has the biggest problem of all of them i would yeah her problem has grown so large (laughs) yeah Uh, it's tough it it is tough i think about like if you put all of the deaths in the walking dead together like line them all up and order them in terms of uh most impactful to least impactful i feel like this one might be in like the top i don't know five i feel like even saying top five is maybe not giving it enough credit i feel like this one really is one of the ones that i think i might even put it right behind lee just because it's like so instantaneous and just so like you just feel how it's gonna affect everybody i think my number one most impactful is actually Kenny. Okay. I mean, um, that's that's a good pick, too. Yeah, and then Lee. I mean, those those two are so far beyond everything else. Um, ben felt like a big deal. Um, <laughs> just leaving uh, what's-her-name-behind in the woods felt oh, like Lily. a big deal. Lily, yeah. Um, oh, man. I mean, there's Carly, a lot of season one Carly ones. dying so instantly. Yeah, yeah. Like this. A lot of season one ones. Um, it's trying to think like season two. Yeah, you're right. In season two, it was harder to really care about too many of the, those people. Yeah. Um, I guess just because she's just like a little innocent kid, it kind of just you feel it a little like all of those characters you said, all adults, which makes it hit differently than and, and like I wouldn't put her above Lee and maybe I what can about see Maya? her. Who's Maya again? <laughs> oh, is Maya not one of them? Okay, never mind. It's it's been a. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm so sorry. I feel like every game we ever played before this has just been sucked out of my head. Maya, I think was the one who was on the autism spectrum in season two. Sarah. Sarah is really not so, even kind of close to Maya, huh? No. So Sarah, <laughs> for me, I. 
I felt like her death was impactful in maybe the wrong way for me. Like, I didn't feel... It felt like they were building to something with Sarah. And I felt really ripped off when she yeah. just unceremoniously is killed. So that one had a bitter, better, blah, blah, bigger impact than that, like, Nick or even Sarita. Um, where those deaths are just so quick and uh, one even off screen. Uh... With Sarah, it's like, it, it feels like you're building up to toughening Sarah up to the point that when she just dies in such a lame way, you're like, come on. Yeah. It just felt bad. Here, well, like we, it, we, I think, hung on to Sarah or Maya, as I like to call her. Uh, for <laughs> Maya, as her friends call her. Most of the episode where she has to die. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, there's three other times when she can die. And... <laughs> you know maybe some of those would have felt better i don't know um but yeah it it is tough wow i'm really just pulling names and slapping them wherever they go i feel (laughs) like this is my most dadly quality for sure man i'm really miss that randy character (laughs) remember (laughs) remember a (laughs) partif how could i forget yeah he was great yeah, shame he slipped on that banana peel and fell off a cliff. Dude, Sarah as Maya is not even like I was pulling something. It's just firmly I thought I was right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they, they both have two A sounds in them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to give you a little credit. Kenny's duck. Duck's death. You know, a lot of That's season one point. deaths I would actually put very high up. And I, I think maybe some of them... Quite a few of them might be higher than Mariana, if I can okay, be yeah. honest about I, it. I guess me. so, but I, I don't know. I I feel like Maya still hits pretty hard. Maybe Maya's it is just does... coming off a. You got me doing it. <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> no way. <laughs> that wasn't on purpose. No. <laughs> I meant Mariana. You got you fucked me up. You absolute dick, dude. I bet now, dude. Now you. <laughs> oh man, I nailed it. You nailed it. Do we want to talk about anything else before we get into our segments? I think we covered the big things. Yeah, it, it's a pretty short episode. It's very short, and I think that's probably another of the many reasons why it was part one of yeah two um, it did give us a lot to talk about though you're right yeah it, it's weird that like if episode two is a if it's a part two like why wouldn't that just be called episode one b then instead <laughs> of episode two i like i don't understand it i don't but, know yeah i don't get it anyway um golden moment Golden moment for me was just the family in the van at the beginning. I really liked that they established their dynamic. It got me interested in, like, all four of them just, like, right away. Uh, mine is similar. It's the Peepaw's Awake segment that's, just before That's it. great. Yeah. Yeah. J- just the way it's... The cinematography of it all. Yeah, exactly. So much of but... it is uh, dialogueless, but you, you get how the story is progressing as yeah. they get further into the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good pick. Uh, my weekly guy is probably Kate. Okay, I could, I could see that. 
I like how I like how much of a dumbass and kind of a shitty person she can be. I have it in my uh in my, in my notes here like I like how much Kate sort of sucks. Yeah, she sucks but like not in like a way that makes her like super bad. It, it's it's a believable kind of sucks where you're like yeah. I, you're you're not the worst. Yeah, it's um I I feel comparable to Jane because we also I also saw Jane in this episode for the last time. Right. Where Jane was like you really gave up all the way, huh? And like you're you're not interested in helping anyone anymore and i i have nothing but disregard for that kind of personality and kate's like almost the opposite because she doesn't care but she will do everything she has to do yeah um like she's still going to step up and help these kids but she's not going to like change she's still smoking that dank weed yeah she's tucking gabe in and gabe says good night and she goes i don't love you but good night <laughs> i want you to know that i do not love you uh yeah i think that's a fun character to work with i <laughs> hope that it doesn't become a problem <laughs> as the season goes on but it probably will yeah i mean we'll see it, it could just have her it could be her arc where she just has to step up and really become the person they need yeah maybe she's the new kenny and we get to see yet another like problematic parent arc right um who's your weekly guy i feel a little lame saying it but i gave it to clementine just because i really liked we we got that flashback that i thought was interesting with her and i it's it's like i said before i just really like that balance they play with her where yeah she is hardened by this world like she's gone through many years in this world now Mm -hmm. it's understandable what kind of person she is she's holding javi at gun she has like a shotgun to his back uh, and she's very cold, very unfriendly towards him. But then as the episode goes on, you get more of that old Clementine coming through uh, throughout. I-, I just feel like they did. It- it's a it's a believable uh, route that they've taken her character. Like it makes sense where she is at this point. And I-, I like that a lot. Yeah. Was there any telltale character named Maya? <laughs> oh, man. Maybe. Let- What's the uh talia uh forrester and what's the older sister in game of thrones she wasn't maya um we liked her (laughs) i'm Um, looking i'm looking up telltale games maya not getting anything okay okay mara mara was that a character m-a-r-a oh mira forrester Mira, mira mira that's it yeah, it's close. It's not exactly Maya, though, huh? Not really. <laughs> it's about as close <laughs> as Sarah. Um, did Batman know I'm Maya? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll I'll move on. I'll move on. Um, what's your choice cut? Uh, whether to back up Clementine at Prescott or not. I thought that that was uh, since it all happens very fast. And, like, she did just kill a guy. <laughs> Dustin, that's mine, too. Really? That's mine, too. We See, you and me, same wavelength. Sympathetic. For, for that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for that one part. Yeah, because it, it, you're immediately thrown into this situation. And I feel like I probably shouldn't have backed Clementine up. She did just kill this guy and is in the wrong on the situation. But also, I'm like, it... it 
I like I care about Clementine more than this guy or any of you right now. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am I am on her side, and at right now, Javi and her are best friends. Um, I have as a as a close second choice. You didn't get this, but just the ability to give Alvin Junior a middle name. I thought that was pretty fun, and a, a cool little thing to give the player a choice about in the middle yeah. of uh in the middle of all of this shenaniganery shenaniganery you, mm-hmm. you know what you just reminded me of uh i was talking about earlier about how i thought season three didn't look very good i think the one thing that really made me think that was how kenny's model looks in oh. the flashback i specifically remember seeing kenny and thinking he looked awful like something they did with his hair just like his hair looks good in scenes one and two like it's just very strandy and here i was like oh this looks like a bunch of like just triangles you put on (laughs) yeah oh can i uh can i go back uh to i I don't know if we've done this as a segment before but now it's a segment was there benang in this episode yes was there? I missed it. I missed the banang. It was at the bar. You know what? That makes perfect sense. I didn't. I don't know why. It is I a liquid. Didn't even, I didn't even think to keep an eye open for it. Yeah, it's just it's just there. I think we haven't seen it in a while. I don't think it was anywhere in uh, Game of Thrones. I'm not sure what <laughs> kind of form it would take. I wish it was. Imagine if it was just like a big burlap sack in the background of somewhere and it has the word Benang written on it and that's like the closest they could get. That would be fun. That would oh, be great. Oh, dude, remember the Starbucks cup thing with Game of Thrones? Were you aware of that? No. Um, during the last season of Game of Thrones, they forgot to edit out a Starbucks cup that's just on the table at a feast. Oh, I did hear about that. Yeah. Uh, they should have put a Benang bottle. Oh, I don't. I don't know if that season would have come out by the time Telltale made their one. But no, yeah, they should the... have put a Benang bottle there to do that, that same thing. <laughs> that would be great. I I'd laugh. That's why they have to do another. That's why Telltale needs to do another Game of Thrones. That's why. Yeah, you could probably just do like two and a half episodes until you get to the Benang, and then just probably do one. just yeah, just <laughs> just get it out of the way in the first episode, and then you can just call it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I don't remember seeing it in Batman, but um, remember like how hidden it was in Tales from the Borderlands. Um, I was it hidden because I remembered seeing it. Um, you told me during the discussion that you did not. In Tales from the Borderlands, it was in the bar, wasn't it? Wasn't it like one of the drinks at the bar? No. Huh. No, Tales from the Borderlands. It was the very last episode after Helios crashed landed onto the uh onto the planet and you're just walking through the wreckage you need to go halfway through the tunnel uh and then like a big earthquake thing happens don't go forward or else you can't go backward anymore turn around immediately and then at the front of the tunnel behind a thing you can find a bottle of benang it's the only one of the season right i remember that conversation now yeah very hidden benang this benang and in Michonne, Michonne might be the last time we've seen it. Um, very obvious spinning, like right up front. Mm-hmm. It's almost become more of a Walking Dead thing than a Telltale thing. <laughs> it's it's more in the Walking Dead than any of their others. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's the fourth Benang we've seen in Walking Dead. <laughs> Ain't that just a shit? Ain't that it, just a thing? It's so frustrating that not every Telltale game has Benang in it. You know what? I feel like if they did have Benang in every episode, we 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 would have no complaints. We were we... not every episode, <laughs> just just every every series. Oh, I thought you meant every single episode of Telltale. No, just every Telltale game. So, like, okay. somewhere in all of the Batman stuff, there w- I don't remember seeing any Benang, but there should have been. There should have been yeah. a little Benang. I don't remember seeing any. And, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not in Game of Thrones. <laughs> Probably not, but we can't say for sure. Ooh, do you want to bet... Dustin, we're going to be playing The Expanse soon. Okay. Next episode, actually, listener, we're going to be playing The Expanse, a Telltale series. The first episode comes out uh, within the week. I think it'll be out-ish by the time you listen to this episode or around the time that you listen to this episode at the very least. Um, Do we think we'll see Benang? Mitchell. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, th- I'm gonna call you out right here on the podcast. I just looked up an article on uh, Benang in Telltale Games, and looky, looky, what I just found, Mister. What'd you find? What'd you find? What'd you find? Benang right there in the bar in Tales from the Borderlands. Oh, you're right, but you don't get any though, and you get some <laughs> on the other time in Tales from the Borderlands. <laughs> yeah, I get. I guess that's true. Well, that's that's weird because the the why would they why would they make such a secret Benang when Benang's already in it? You sh- boy, you got me. <laughs> that's weird. Like the the because the the secret one is so secret. <laughs> they just thought it would be fun. Hmm. And it was. Hmm. Yeah, it was. You're right. Uh, yeah. Will we see Benang in in, uh, in The Expanse? I would wager no, but you never know. I would love to be wrong. What's your thought process? Uh, Well, it's a different studio making it, for one. True. And for two, I, I just feel like... Like, I don't know if it's a series that would... Well, it's, it's kind of it? a different studio. It's still Telltale. Right, but isn't the a different studio actually developing it, though? Deck Nine is the developer on list, yes. But there's a bunch of people from Telltale at Deck Nine. And also, um, it's being created in conjunction with Telltale. Right. It, so, it just feels like... like it it maybe... is a Telltale game. Right. It it just feels like maybe a couple small steps removed from what where I would expect it, but uh I'm not saying it couldn't happen. I Dustin, I, I, I just... I'm going to bet that it happens. What do we what do we get if I win? Um what do you want if you win? Benang mostly, but like um uh... no, it doesn't exist. And also I wouldn't like it cuz I don't like bananas. I'm not So my thing with bananas is mm-hmm. This is good pod. I... 
Yeah, you know, for, for the first episode of The Walking Dead Season 3. Yeah, what's your um, thing with bananas? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, I don't like bananas on their own that much, but I like bananas in things. So, like, I'll drink a nice strawberry banana smoothie. I'll drink that to the moon and back. Or, like, ba- bananas in pancakes, I think, are good. Um, But I don't really see myself ever eating just, like, a banana on its own. Mm-hmm. No, I don't like them. That's okay. I, I won't tell summer. them. Yeah, see ya. <laughs>